Welcome back to the Kato Strength Podcast, everyone. Before I begin, I just want to say sorry for the lag. I just have been falling off just in podcasting in general with business and stuff coming up. Um, other than that, I'm back in the game, you know, just giving free value to everyone who's listening. And I have a special guest who I have with me, who I connected with at Just Go Lift and won the competition at Just Go Lift, Gavin Maxwell. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so me and Gavin met at um, at Just Go Live Gym, and we made eye contact. So you know, of course, the person I am, I just I'm an extrovert, like to connect with other people, just getting to know who he is, and I followed him on social media, not trying to come off come off as a fanboy, but just seeing people you connect with in a calisthenics uh, world is amazing. But Gavin here has a mid story about his mindset and what it takes to become a calisthenics athlete. Mind you, it doesn't have to be just Calisthenics, it could be in any field of your life. So, Gavin, introduce yourself and how you just began this, began this journey at age 20 now. Yeah, totally. Um, so, I kind of want to start out with saying I was always sort of athlete or like athlete-minded. Okay. Um, I uh, started out doing uh, martial arts um, when I was in second grade, and I did that for like nine, ten years. I got my black belt. I was an assistant instructor at my studio. And um, yeah, and actually at the time I was uh, the youngest person to um, achieve my black belt. I was 10 years old and that was um, the youngest at that time. That record has been beaten um, now, but- um, But that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I go at that age is, that's, wow. Um, yeah, I'm shocked. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was definitely one of the main um, uh, my, things that really drove my mindset because in order to do that, I definitely had to push past a lot of mental and physical mm -hmm. uh, barriers. Um, but it didn't really stop there. I after that, I was um, a water polo and a swimming athlete in high school. I did that for four or three years, um, and in that time, that was when I really learned. Because in martial arts, I learned how to work hard, but I never really learned how to apply it just like to myself because I always had someone motivating me who was uh, there to push me along the way, you know, my instructors and stuff like that. Right. Um, but the thing was like in swimming, I was in a huge um, high school and they obviously didn't have enough time uh, to kind of uh, give me a lot of like personal one-on-one -on -one training. I was just with my team. It was like 30 or 40 people. So I really, in order to like get good, I, I really had to like I had to show up and want to get better and want to like swim faster and push myself every single day. It was really easy for me to just show up to practice and go through the motions, just uh, all that sort of stuff. But I would, there was a point when I made a, a, a mental switch to really push myself to, to get better every single day. And that was another like very big milestone. Um, in, for me in terms of like mental uh, mindset because I, I didn't start out doing calisthenics and most pe most people who get into it they you know they don't start out like age five being I want to be a calisthenic calisthenics athlete you know so um, yeah that was definitely one of the big things yeah in a way it was being primed to become a calisthenics athlete because when you're young you're always what physically active you know always fit when you're young doing martial arts swimming 
But one of the main things that you mentioned that you had these instructors that helped you, but after a while you were in these big teams, you can get one-on-one uh, training. So my question to you is, who was your big influence to push you because you were saying that you had to fit your mindset and a way of saying that you just went through a breakthrough? So who yeah. influenced you? So totally. So definitely the very first person that ever inspired me was my, uh, was master Bobby who, um, who basically founded, um, ice urban combat. They're a, a gym located in thousand Oaks, California. And they also do uh, online coaching now. Um, he actually passed several years ago. Um, oh, wow. yeah, rest in peace. He was so, he was so great. He motivated a bunch of not only me, but just people my age to really like push past that, uh, their limits. Um, yeah, he basically every every day he would he would always not only would he be really like he's knowledgeable in his craft of martial arts and Jeet Kune Do specifically, um, but he would always tell these really personal stories and make me feel like I was really close to him and his life, and that really motivated me because then I really cared to do him proud. You know, as a student of his gym, like I wanted to. Uh, reflect the sort of passion and energy that he had towards um, this discipline, which was martial arts at the time, and then apply it to myself and uh, my training. Love it, man. There is a saying that my mentor taught me. He, so my mentor went to Juvenile Hall, and when he got out, his instructor who had him in Juvenile Hall said that you have to pick a mentor, but be careful because whoever you pick is who you become. And you're showing the right example because you want to follow the steps of your your um your master um master who was it uh his name was uh master bobby his name was uh, bobby smelter yeah. yeah so you're following his field and is just you're taking it on with you as you carry on so um Definitely. yeah so now moving forward where when did it hit that break you got into calisthenics or how were you introduced yeah totally um so basically i kind of found calisthenics through uh parkour and free running um they're pretty similar disciplines i'm sure you've heard about parkour oh, yeah, of course. yeah now it's uh blown up but at the time it wasn't that big um yeah when i discovered it like 2014 2015 it wasn't as big as it is today with like um as much international recognition yeah. as it does now but anyways i basically found out parkour through a friend he kind of uh, yeah, basically, it wasn't even really parkour. He was just like, you think you can climb that wall or you think you can, like, scale this building, you know? And then the, in our high school, like, we'd be messing around. A couple of days, we actually skipped <laughs> my uh, swim practice just because we wanted to, like, run around and, like, try and, you know, try out these parkour, like, uh, opportunities that we had at our school. Um, and then so after that, I basically started going to Tempest Freerunning. Uh, it's a gym in uh, San Fernando Valley. Um I went to that one and basically started learning my flips there. Mm. But through that, I basically found calisthenics. I found, uh, I met um, Christopher McSpicy, McSpicy101 on Instagram. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah, he was there. He was doing calisthenics. I tried my first muscle at 360. I got it in like the first session. By no, then, I already no. knew. Hold By on. then, I could already do like back um, it up. muscle. Back it up. Back it yeah. up. <laughs> back it up. Okay, okay. So okay. for everyone, he, this guy learned of muscle up 360 in his first session for many people even myself that was the first move i ever learned but it was so hard but for you just learn your first session <laughs> that's amazing so that's a round of applause right there bro <laughs> thank you man. i appreciate it i respect it because you know for me and my audience it's like you're always physically active when you're a kid and it's like that bug effect 
Like, it's like this bug that you want to keep going and trying out different things than eventually just hopping to calisthenics and just seeing people, you know, in a way it's like a prime, like you're priming yourself to calisthenics to mm -hmm. do all these intense things. But as you're saying, man, that's wow. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just so yeah, but like, yeah, as I was saying, basically I, I've already, at that point, I already knew some basic calisthenics stuff. Like I found bodyweight fitness through Instagram or through Instagram and YouTube with like Brendan Myers, Chris Heria, all the big uh, calisthenics yeah. influencers on um, the internet, basically. And it wasn't even freestyle at that point. I just knew how to do, I learned like a muscle up very recently and I was doing like dragon flats at the gym to get my core strength up, um, stuff like that. But then, but then, yeah, it was, it was that Tempest. And then there was another very specific session. The very first time I went to um, Santa Monica, uh, beach basically I went with my buddy uh, Cameron on Instagram his name's Cameron uh, dot calisthenics and we're like really close training par partners and friends um, but yeah we, we decided to go to Santa Monica for the first time because we were doing bodyweight fitness at that time and just really seeing on Instagram all the people doing stuff at the beach and looking seeing how awesome it is and realizing hey it's only like a 45 minute drive away from our house you know, so uh, we went there and I just, I, we went there and that day I just like fell in love with that Santa Monica high bar. It's like so yeah. perfect. The sand set up, like I was just, I was at that point I was, I can only do like muscle up 360s, but I mean, it was still super fun and like just training there. And after that, I just wanted to go back like every freaking week, twice a week, just to get better and practice my yeah. freestyle. And that, that was around, that was about two summers ago now. So yeah, it was like two years I've been like really focused in um, calisthenics and specifically freestyle. Two years ago. Yeah. Wow, there's um, a lot of people who train longer than that and don't, I'm not saying in a rude way, but don't take take it to a championship series, but you have. That's, that's Yeah, it definitely that's takes, yeah, it takes a lot of, um, I, I definitely don't think I, I, I approached it uh, very <laughs> normally. I, I, you, to get good at something, to get good at anything really quickly, you have to just obsess with it, I think, about, I think and um, really take the time and do a lot of this, the work you need to put in, you know? Yeah, I quote that right there. It has to be an obsession, not a passion. Woo! Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but uh, another thing that really helped me was um, my team, like West Coast Warriors. Um, that's oh, actually super dope. Yeah, um, I kind of want to talk about that because they're super uh, important to basically my yeah. story and just like calisthenics, I think, in general as of now. Yeah, so, so how did that happen? How did West, West Coast Warriors begin? How was it like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was basically at first it was just um, me, it was my friend Cameron, uh, and then we went to the LA Fit Expo like two years ago, and then we met at that point. Um, his name was, was Ethan and um, Robbie and these are like some of the OG founders and we basically found a group of friends that were next like near us and we just started training together and we were like oh we should be a team blah 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 and we're like okay and then um, yeah so that's really how it happened I actually came up with the name West Coast Warriors it's kind of funny we were trying to figure out a good name and yeah um, it's catchy, like, bro. We, yeah we want like West Coast something so I was like West Coast Warriors and then it kind of rolls off the tongue so I mean it works you know um, but yeah, so basically we started all training together and then 
after that we met I met Thomas I remember specifically I was like I thought I was pretty good at this point because I could muscle up 360 and do like a back lever and then I went to Thomas's house um, to train one day um, like a year and a half ago and at that point he could do like straddle planche with straight arms wow. uh, like I, yeah you know, he was holding it and all this sort of stuff and it really humbled me and I was like, wow, there's so much more I, I can learn and so much more that I can take from these guys. And uh, then Thomas became part of it. And we basically slowly started uh, recruiting people in. We got my friend uh, Matt and Nikki and a bunch of other uh, dudes. Yeah. And we kind of, we, we, ha we all share the same sort of mindset that we really want to get better in, free, in like calisthenics, not only dynamics, but also statics. Mm -hmm. And now we're, it, it's insane because we just started off as like a group of friends training, exactly. you know, but now we're like doing competitions uh, nationally and internationally, like getting recognized as like the best team in the USA, yeah, according to WCO. Which is insane, like just to think of like the amount of progress that we've made. But yeah. everyone really pushes each other because we all unlock stuff. We go really hard and we just hype each other up. You know, it's a brotherhood. It's yes, amazing. It, it is a brotherhood. That's something I was about to say. And one thing I do want to mention is that you you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you you're hanging around people who are in the same mindset, same category, keeping each other accountable to go full force and what you guys are doing and it's amazing but one thing i do want to mention to the audience audience um about the workouts or statics we're saying is that these are all bodyweight exercises and straddle planche and our front levers are all static codes very intense um i would say it's intermediate almost to advanced depending on the, um, the muscle so if you're doing a straddle planche i would believe it's an advanced move would you say that for yourself yeah totally i mean it's definitely different um depending on the person, like for me, I think planche came a bit easier than front lever. I'm still working on front lever, but just so uh, people have strength and, strengths and weaknesses in real life, when you start yeah. doing calisthenics, you realize which, um, which moves you are better at naturally versus which moves you really have to put the time in to work on. You know, it, it could take you months to e and even years to learn a uh, proper straddle planche with hollow so body form. Dude, yeah. like for myself, I'm still trying to learn a straddle planche. Um, I'm working on my front lever for perfection and back lever, but for some reason, my ice is clean. Like, That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I posted one in one of my stories. Uh, you know Alex, um, South, Southwest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he actually working. taught me. He taught me the ice set in the first day um, we did our first session. So that's pretty cool that I learned something of activation with the abs. That's when, super awesome and that just goes to show because for me like I've always wanted ice it and it's a move that I've been working on for like a year and a half but even with all the amount of flexibility training like I still haven't really gotten the move like as clean as I want it to be you know so yeah. like yeah there's always um, something to work on for people you know oh, yeah there's like so many workouts that we need to know and do but there's like a list of things it's so crazy it's like it's something new coming up all the time front lever uh, back lever straddle um it keeps on going keeps on going and it's never ending but one thing that i do want to say is what was the biggest downfall for you ever in calisthenics or a breakthrough that happened in your life yeah totally so i mean actually it was pretty recently i um i definitely feel like, like early january to december i was like 
<laughs> I would I would say that was when I was like at the top of my game. Like I recently came off a win at um, Battle of the Bars in Los Angeles, and I was learning all these new moves. I was getting my Hefesto super clean. I at that point I could hold full planch for like five seconds with like good form. I was getting really happy, and then I injured myself from Hefesto one day, and that really messed up my shoulder for a couple weeks. And then as I was coming off of that. I actually um, tore my thumb in half doing um, some dynamic moves. Yeah, that was in April. So this was really recently. Wow. Um, I basically it, it it was it was rough because I had to I had to get stitches in my hand. I couldn't I couldn't grip the floor or any sort of bar for like three or four weeks. Um, it was it was really tough for me. I couldn't, uh, and especially because calisthenics was my outlet. Like physically, I like felt like almost empty inside. Like I couldn't really wow. do anything. Like um, yeah, it, it, it was, it was a lot, but you know, I think those sort of setbacks are what make you become stronger because every sort of athlete always has some sort of setback or an injury, but you gotta, cause I feel like training is the easy part doing unlocking new moves you can get excited about, which is why you can wake up in the morning. But when that is taken away from you, you are really demotivated, at least me personally. And uh, that was definitely a huge mental barrier I had to overcome was really reworking my mobility in my thumb and my shoulder and uh, doing all the rehab hours and hours of rehab in my room by myself, just really grinding it out just so I could get back to the level that I knew I could be at. And I'm, I feel like I'm slowly starting to get back um, back to that sort of that sort of platform that's amazing now gavin what kept you motivated like what kept up what kept you keep on going up after you hit that breakthrough or just in general because just seeing you win after an injury that happened less than three months ago is crazy what was that motivation because yeah. what i'm seeing is that you're 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 goal driven like you want yeah. to be done like you're saying you guys will go back 45 minutes to um, the the beach. Not everyone will do that. Everyone will be like, oh, it's too far, making excuses. But for you, yourself, you don't live with excuses. And that's a lot of respect. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I, I, I definitely have to thank my team for, for motivating me because, I mean, in, in that time, you know, you can't, you can't work out. And as that was like my main outlet for me, I felt kind of like lost, but you know, like having so much support and motivation for my team wanting to get back into it. And also like seeing all their progress in the time that I've been injured really, really just drives me and like, like shows there's no excuses. And like, you know, I'm not the only one getting injured. Like sure. No one ripped their thumb in half, but like shoulder injuries are super common. And, um, seeing my 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 uh my teammates bounce back from that is uh really motivational and you know i haven't i wasn't always just hanging out with uh street workout people like in in high school and stuff like that you know i had friends who like didn't want to do anything all day and just like you know do drugs and just chill and not really do anything but i had to personally like remove those people from my life you know in order to in order to like and now I like really don't even hang out with uh, any of my old friends from high school or anything like that. I pretty much just hang out with my team and people who do street workout because it's way more uh, motivating for me and just to involve myself in all those people. Like it makes it really hard to separate. Yeah, I hear you, man. Wow, that's really amazing. Now, what are your goals for West West Coast Warriors? And just what are your goals for this year? Because there's a competition coming up. And uh, I believe August 22nd, LA, can you um, 
tell us more about that? Yeah, totally. It's going to be absolutely insane. So um, the previous Battle of the Bars they've done, it's, it's usually local athletes um, in the area or like within like a day or two drive who are willing to um, – who are willing to go out there and still it's a really high level of competition. But uh, for this battle in August, they're flying out athletes from Germany, from Latvia um, to compete against some of the best in the West coast. So Daniel's Lazens is going to be there flying Korash. Oh, flying Korash. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. So it's going to be an absolutely insane battle. I can't wait to, uh, to watch that. All right. That's going to be awesome, man. But as for West Coast Warriors, what's the game plan and what are your goals for it to grow? Because it's already growing enough. Um, John Slogan, I believe, who's part of the Athletics team, is shouting you guys out, just seeing guys blow up. What's the idea be- behind West Coast Warriors? Are you guys turning into a business, a personal brand, which it is? What's the whole plan with it? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. We kind of just, like I said, we kind of just started it just being a group of uh, dudes wanting to do street workout. But yeah, now it's growing huge it's uh growing into something way bigger than ourselves and there's huge potential for that so i mean firstly we want to be known as uh like a professional calisthenics team we go to competitions and we represent where we're from and uh, eventually the usa and stuff like that kind of like uh, similar to bar sparta um also um probably eventually doing doing products and stuff like that we have t-shirts um but uh we have t-shirts uh but they're just for like teammates and close family right now because we all have to pitch in our personal money to to make those but eventually as we get more popular we definitely want to start doing apparel and stuff like that um one of the biggest goals is to be able to do performances and shows and make money uh that way because um there are some uh, calisthenics teams internationally that do like Italy's got talent stuff like that and performing at halftime shows um, and that would be a great way to um, not only uh, put some money in the sport but also to uh, get ourselves known and then one of the biggest things um, I think that's really great that they're doing a lot in um, Northern California specifically they are doing sort of demos and shows for schools like middle schoolers and uh, uh, elementary schoolers uh, putting on like calisthenics performances. I know some of my friends from the bar gorillas up in Fresno, they go to schools, they have their own bar rig and they like, they get all the kids there and they like, they do some cool flashy moves to get them really inspired to be more physically active. And I think that could, that has some huge potential in terms of impacting future generations. It will. I mean, it is because with our population now, it's said that by next or our next generation will have high diabetes and high blood pressure. And with America itself, there's a lot of obese people, which is exactly bad. And with calisthenics, it's game changer because it's all body weight. I mean, I hear a lot of confliction with calisthenics and bodybuilding. Obviously, for us, it's calisthenics because it's all body <laughs> weight. I'm keeping it real. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. It's, it's true. Like, it's, Explain, explain it for yourself. Like, why yeah. do we pick calisthenics? Oh, for sure. So, for me personally, the main, the, the reason why I switched over at first is just because I kind of got bored, honestly, of, of lifting the, weights. That's it, it's so right there. Keep yeah, on. yeah. It's like to me, it felt so monotonous. Like I went to a gym for like little, a bit less than a year, like sh- doing the same exercises, and the progressions were to add like five pound, you know, plates like every single week or, or something like that. Where it it, it just it, it wasn't as fulfilling as 
mastering my own body weight, like learning how to do a planche or a front lever. Um, these are like skills that take time and dedication. And not only that, you don't need a gym. Like you can do it anywhere and train anywhere, which is one of the big reasons why I think it's going to be growing. Like sure, not everyone wants to do uh, a straddle planche, for example, but to do like several, to be able to do several pull-ups, like that should be like a goal for like anyone who's like able-bodied, you know, and if we yeah. can get more parks established and calisthenics more well-known as uh, a, like a cultural like acceptance, then I feel like a lot of people will have the access and opportunity in order to get in shape without having to um, go to the gym. 100% because no weights needed. You're just doing your own body weight with flexibility. It's it's so simple. You could just get up out of bed or wherever you're up and just do squats. You don't need weights at all. Or you can yeah. do a push up, or you could do a pull up, or you can yeah. do, or you could do a straight bar dip without even having a, a bar dip or a P bars. You could do it on your uh, kitchen counter, and it's exactly. So convenient. Yeah, I mean, even you can even do that at the most advanced level. Like there are days when I won't even go to the gym and I'll just train in my uh, bedroom, you know, and I'll just be Ooh, doing, same. I'll be doing static. So like even at the like highest level, like, or even like intermediate, like you can be working on handstand pushups against the wall. And that yeah. is like a really good way to um, get your triceps and shoulders burning, you know? Yeah. But um, one last thing, Gavin, uh, for my audience and for everyone who's listening <laughs> What's, what's the mindset that it takes to become a person as an example of who you are? Yeah. So for me, like I said, it's, it's, it's an obsession. Like I, I kind of, I wake up, I check Instagram and I look at, I, I follow like the top athletes and I look at their combos and I'm like, wow, I want to do this and that. And like, how, do, how, how do I do that? Well, I need to get way freaking stronger in this specific um, element, like planche, for yeah. example. So then I'm like, okay, well, if I want to do this eventually, I know I'm going to have to put the work into every single day. So it's not just the workouts. It's not just doing, you know, uh, planche attempts, but it's like I I'm doing like uh, – I'm just leaning on the floor and like doing push-ups like – like reps and reps and reps and then after that i'm doing like um, massage therapy like um yeah. self mysofascial release i'm doing stretches to get my lower body more flexible and mobile so i can do more advanced like press handstand moves um and that just t that takes so much time and um that's like like at first it was like okay i'm gonna stretch for like 30 minutes but no like my friend actually amir um Zindeman, who is now uh, the owner of Specker Official, he makes a bunch of awesome CBD products. He was he, he's super enlightening, and he was telling me how he literally stretches. He's like 28, and he's super flexible. He has I sit perfect, like forward fold. He's got like splits, um, and he learned this when he was in his like mid 20s. And you just have to stretch for hours, like three, four hours, he says, at a time in order to really get more flexible. And it's that sort of volume of time that I think is the most important. Like how much, how, how much, how badly do you want it? And that needs to translate into how much work do you want to put in, in order to get that? Because it's all body weight. It can all work. Yeah. And this doesn't just go for kinesthetic. This goes to everything. If you want to be a gamer and you want to get better, you have to be obsessed with it. I, mean, I know I don't recommend gaming because <laughs> it's not good for yourself, but let's use an example. As a gamer, what do you want to do? You want to watch other people who play good. How do you become better? You keep on playing. Um, what else? 
you know, you, if you people make excuses, I don't have the best equipment. Screw that. Use your phone to record or anything like that. With the new technology, you could put yourself out there. You could learn new moves from other people. You could find mentors who game. You just have to be yep. obsessed with it. And it goes for like for anything. If you want to be a model, go out there, be a model, start learning poses, start going out to parks and find good spots. You need to be obsessed. And I love the way you explained it yourself. Nothing better than that. But yep. as for now though, Gavin, what's your next move, man? In terms of calisthenics or in terms of <laughs> no, just uh, my life calisthenics you know your life as well because you know calisthenics is a lifestyle right? yeah yeah so i mean okay uh basically the, the next move in terms of calisthenics the next move i'm working on that is like really big for me is my uh it's called the backswing 720 so it would be a double spin instead of a single spin on a high bar um there are people who have done it internationally in Malaysia and Mexico, but no one has done it in America yet. And I've gotten pretty close. I've touched it with both hands. So oh, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. That would be super cool. But after that, um, just really getting all my combos down, all of my dyna like dynamics and statics pretty much. Like I'm, I'm working on my, my ginger and my shrimp flip, getting those way more consistent. Nice. I'm working on my full planche and like front lever pull-ups. Um, all that sort of stuff so then I can come back um, into competition mode when the time is right, when they when they call me and, and be at the level that I know I can be at. And um, just using that to not real, not as much like I don't I'm more into growing calisthenics as a sport, as like becoming more recognized uh, as a community yeah. than uh, blowing up like myself on on social media like I would much rather just spread, spread that sort of movement yeah now just to end it off what's one last message you want to share with all of us um so basically I gotta say it takes a lot of mental work and there's definitely times when like you're gonna get demotivated but there's always that thing in the back of your mind like if, if you really want any sort of goal, not just calisthenics, like you need to be able, you need to be willing to put the work in. You can always put in excuses or say that you're busy, you have to do this and that. But in reality, you can always make time. You don't really need to, you don't need to sleep for 10 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make time in the day, you can multitask. Um, and it's just how bad do you want it? And not only that, but you got to train it the right way. You can't just be doing endless amounts of like, push-ups on the floor if you want to get like full planche you know that's not going it's it's not going to translate you got to not only train hard but train smart as well so yeah yo what's going on guys it's your boy darren thanks for listening to this episode of the kale strength podcast if you find anything helpful or any nuggets that you guys got out of this podcast please leave a like share and review on that on the podcast thank you so much guys and hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day